Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And today we're going to be talking about some other uh, movies and uh, TV topics. But before we do that, I want to throw out our TNR question of the day. It's going to be from Lights Camera Barstool on Instagram. Uh, they posted a, a kind of an interesting question recently. Uh, what movie is so ridiculously stupid, but you secretly love it? Um, this one's a bit tough because there's there's um some caveats, right? It's like you secretly love it, so you're not like uh, promoting it or anything. Even though you know it could be, uh, what's a really stupid movie? Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> right? But we obviously well, love that movie. Yeah, we don't secretly love it. We love it. And Openly. We, we literally will we'll shout it from the mountaintops. <laughs> exactly. So did you have one that's, um, you have it a little bit of hush-hush, I guess? I, I want to say it's hush-hush only because uh, I haven't talked about this movie on the podcast. I really haven't mentioned it in any conversations that I remember um, so, and I completely forgot about the movie, but in, in the process of trying to figure out a, an answer to this f- really good question that they posted, um, this finally, this movie finally came to me and, you know, and I really wanted to make sure that it's, uh, ridiculously stupid. Um, and for me, that movie is Deuce Bigelow. Male gigolo. <laughs> have you seen that movie? I have not. It just sounds <laughs> just. I was like confused when right when you said it. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a movie that came out in 1999, and it stars actually one of our peeps, uh, Rob Schneider. Um, so Deuce Bigelow is the main character, and kind of a spoiler alert. He becomes a male gigolo in the movie. <laughs> and so, yeah, the movie's hella dumb. It's got so many iconic characters because of all the, I guess, the dates and all the escorts that he he goes on and everything. Minor spoiler alert by me, but not really <laughs> uh, because he is a male gigolo. Uh, but it was so iconic back then in, like, in, what was it, late, uh, late 90s, so 99, that it actually was the premise and the theme of a early 2000s Jay-Z song and music video called Girls, Girls, Girls. So, like, if you actually, like, listen to the the lyrics and everything, and if you especially watch it with the music video, it actually has similar, I guess, characters um, within the music video compared to Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolow. And so um, it was successful enough where it even had a... Sequel. Yes, it has a sequel. Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> European Gigolo. <laughs> what the heck, man? I, lo- I love that movie, though. It's it's so dumb, but it's so funny. And uh, another minor spoiler. There's a reference to a Filipino dessert where I guess one of the characters mm. goes, Mmm, my favorite. Raspberry Babinka. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Hella random. It's so random, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why I love the movie because Rob Schneider never shies away from his his heritage, which is half Filipino. So uh, that's my answer. Okay, so you're definitely going for uh, on the comedy side. For me, yeah. I guess I was thinking more in, intentional, <laughs> unintentional comedy for the, at least for the most part. Um, 
I would. I was gonna say Ghost Rider Two, uh, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I don't. <laughs> obviously, it's not a good movie, uh, but I like it. I have to say, I like it more than the first Ghost Rider. Really? And I would oh, probably man. rewatch it um, over like what's a really really bad superhero movie? Maybe like X Men Origins, Wolverine, or, or oh, I know. Or Fantastic Four, the Michael B. Jordan one. Yeah, I would I would watch it over that. Uh, maybe even over the the just the other Fantastic Four, the Jessica Alba ones. Yeah. So I don't know. I was. It's kind of a weird movie. It's like unintentionally bad, but at the same time, everything that's happening on screen and Nicolas Cage obviously is doing his Nic- Nicolas Cage things. <laughs> so that that carries the movie for me. Oh, interesting. I didn't even know that it even had a second movie because I, I I know that it had uh, obviously Ghost Rider with Nick Cage, but yeah, I didn't even realize that it was successful enough to have a sequel. So I guess both of our movies have that in common. Yeah, exactly. It's like why? <laughs> That's yeah. I secretly wanted a third one, <laughs> I guess, uh, but now I guess the secret's out. Yeah. Well, I guess the difference is you actually chose the sequel. And mm-hmm. I ended up choosing the original because, uh, yeah, I didn't even bother trying. I I guess I started European Gigolo. I, it's just it wasn't as good as the first one. I feel like it's one of those where it's like, OK, it kind of wore out the the theme of the show. I mean, of, of the movie, I should say. You know, I was almost because I was going through my IMDb ratings. I was almost going to choose a basically straight to DVD movie, um, uh, a John Cena movie called the marine <laughs> oh i remember you know, that one you know what i'm talking about it's like yeah, yeah. so over the top very like trying to be 80s action movie type thing but it, obviously it's john cena when he's still in the wwe but trying to be like an actor type thing was that his first uh leading role i think so actually so obviously it's not gonna be good <laughs> it's like it's his acting's gotten better since then for sure yeah. Thank goodness. Uh, definitely, uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if he actually took acting classes because he wasn't that bad in F nine and uh, I guess the little that we've seen in trailer footage of uh, of James Gunn, the Suicide Squad. It's the yeah, Suicide the Squad. Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I always got. got I always got to make sure that I get those uh, the distinction of the the movie titles correct. Yeah, so that was not a good movie either. I uh, just wanted to throw that out there real quick. I guess if anyone likes the Marine, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the uh, biggest John Cena fan or yeah. maybe, you know, it's probably someone that used to be really young. Remember, uh, especially when John Cena was in his heyday, uh, they're probably a little bit grown now. They're probably like what in high school now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those weird movies. It's like secretly entertaining. But anyway, uh, I want to throw out our movie topic. Some a little bit of movie news. Uh, the trailer for The Last Duel just came out. It was a bit of an um, interesting trailer. I didn't, Obviously, Ken, have you heard about it before? Just real quick. I uh, quickly saw um, some posts on social media, um, and it was on the Weekly Reel <laughs> like feed. So I was like, interesting. I, I, saw, I quickly saw what The Last Duel was, but I didn't. I was a little surprised that you actually picked it for the movie topic because uh, even though it's got a pretty cool cast, 
It's just I'd never really even heard of the movie. So I think that's why I was a, a little surprised that you picked it. Because I've been t- kind of following this movie uh, since it's in uh, since it's been in development for like a, at least a couple of years. Just because one, it's directed by Ridley Scott, mm. um, and then two, the it's going to be Matt Damon and Ben Affleck as the screenwriters. So obviously, they've written um, uh, one of a, I would say a classic, Goodwill Hunting. But yes. then haven't written anything since, <laughs> and obviously winning an Oscar for that, right? So yeah, best screenplay, uh, I believe. Yeah, so I'm gonna ask you pretty much. Uh, well, first, uh, what are your thoughts on the last duel trailer, and why do you think uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck haven't actually written a uh, a screenplay since their first screenplay of Goodwill Hunting? Okay, I'm going to actually take the second one first, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the answer to that is because both of them blew up after that, and, there was, and they just basically were in such high demand uh, for movie roles. And then, obviously, in the beginning, right after um, right after Goodwill Hunting came out, I feel like Matt Damon blew away uh, Ben Affleck in terms of better roles because I feel like uh, right after that, Matt Damon got so many good roles um and i felt like ben affleck's were was more like kind of hit or miss but then as he's gotten i guess i guess better you know with his role uh, choice the choice in the roles that he's picked and uh, i feel like as as he's aged i feel like a lot of his performances have gotten more mature and 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 they've gotten better i feel like now they're kind of back to um they're Back on equal footing, I want to think. I, I want to say I prefer Matt Damon just a little bit more over Ben Affleck, but it's much closer than it used to be. Uh, but I think now that they're both getting a little bit older, where you know some of their you know good looks are starting to kind of wane a little bit. <laughs> now I got <laughs> this is the I guess my brutal theory. I want to say that um, now they got to pick roles where it's okay. There's a little bit more meat and potatoes in terms of like the actual role and in, in, in the character. And now those are going to be more fewer and far between. So there's more time to actually come up with uh, more original content in, you know, I guess a, a, an original screenplay in this regard. Mm, yeah. I was, I was going to say the same thing pretty much. They blew up, but there is like a conspiracy theory going around where it's like, oh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck actually paid someone to write that script and they just took credit. <laughs> <laughs> they had ghostwriters. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And um, at the same time, I was like, uh, I don't think so, though. I think it is the your theory of just them just blowing up and all that stuff and getting busy. And obviously, um, in the early 2000s and during that late 90s section, Matt Damon obviously blew up. <laughs> Uh, but, and then I agree with you, they're kind of getting into that time where, uh, the roles that actually, I don't remember the last movie I like really blew me away with Matt Damon. It must've been the Martian must've been the last one. That sounds about right. In terms of actually blowing you, blown you away where he gives an award nominee or award winning, um, performance. I agree with that actually. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited because uh, obviously it's going to be Matt Damon and um, Ridley Scott teaming up again since The Martian, mm-hmm. and I guess just thinking about it now, uh, uh, back to our TNR question, 
Because I, I remember he came out with that movie, uh, The Great Wall. I secretly love that movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> I never got around to it just because I heard that it was horrible because it's it also has uh, Pedro Pascal, right? Yeah. So I think it's if you're looking for... It's better than I think what people are saying, but yeah. I don't know. That would just be me. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Uh, especially if I see it in the offseason in terms of it being available on a streaming service, I'll, I'll actually go see it just because... Um, you know, I do like both actors and, and I know it's going to be like kind of stupid, like action or whatever. And sometimes I just want to just chill and, and, and watch something like that. So, uh, but to answer your first question about the, I guess my feelings on the trailer, uh, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just going to go a completely different route, dude. I was so distracted by the <laughs> hair <laughs> for Matt Damon and Ben Affleck first with Matt Damon and his mullet. <laughs> Yeah. That was so distracting to me. And then Ben Affleck with his bleach blonde hair. I literally had the like pause. I was like, what am I watching right now? And his Tony uh, Stark-esque goatee. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, what is going on? And so, uh, like, I, I don't know. I was just so distracted the first time I watched it. So that I had to actually replay it a second time to actually watch it for, like, you know, like the normal way. So I just thought it was pretty funny um, in that regard. Uh, but yeah, what, what did you think? It was not what I expected when I was hearing, oh, Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck are writing this thing. They're going to star in it and all that stuff. And when I saw the story, it's it's a lot more different than what I expected. And mm-hmm. I, for some reason, when I thought The Last Duel, I thought they were going to be like cowboys. <laughs> 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 but then we're going all the way back. So, and it's based on a true story, apparently. Yeah. Um... So I'm kind of excited to see how this goes. They almost look unrecognizable in Dude. their respective roles also. So I'm hoping they give it their all in this. Okay, so this is how uh, bad it was. Like There was like uh, multiple appearances by Ben Affleck, right? Those first few couple, I didn't even recognize them. I just, you know, I was just like, kind of glossing over it. And then at the end, I was like, "Wait, was that Ben? Uh, was that uh, Ben Affleck?" And then I literally had to pause the 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 trailer, and then I had to go on IMDb. I was like, "Dude, that was Ben Affleck." It was pretty crazy. So hopefully, I hope this movie's good. I forgot. Did it have a release date? I forgot. Uh, it was in October, like mid October, I think. It was like October thirteen. I want to say. Oh yeah, and it said only in theaters. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I I'd be intri- intrigued about it just because it seems like. Uh, the premise is pretty simple, I, and it looks like there's. Uh, it seems like the plot's going and leaning towards. Okay, um, who do we believe in? Which side of the story do we believe in? And then there's a, like a revenge factor, and then it's got medieval like jousting or like dueling, I guess. And so uh, I'm all for it, just because I I kind of like that period where it it just seems brutal, you know, like Braveheart or like a game of thrones or yeah, you know, with swords gladiator, and stuff gladiator stuff. exactly especially yeah especially with it being ridley scott uh there was one last thing though <laughs> i wanted to because you know we recently had our no sudden move episode mm-hmm. that we did record a couple of weeks ago i was thinking uh at the end of the second time that i watched uh the trailer i was like dude wouldn't it be funny if all the trailer footage of Matt Damon's appearance actually took place in the final quarter of the film? So, like, for the first three quarters of the film, you're like, dude, where's Matt Damon at? They just put it all in the trailer this time instead of uh, revealing at the end. Because they did show quite a bit of uh, Adam Driver in this, too. 
Yeah, they did. They did. And I guess he's playing the villain, I think, or one of the villains. I don't Who know. Knows? Who knows? Who knows, really? Yeah, I know. I guess it depends on which side of the story you kind of, like, fall on, I guess. Yeah. So, hopefully, hopefully it's good. Hopefully, I can see it could go really good or, like, super bland. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is Ridley Scott, mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, and 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 uh, Matt Damon have that one movie track record of writing a good <laughs> script, so... <laughs> Yeah, I think there's another like third screenwriter, at least according to IMDb, besides those two. But who knows? So um, for this week's TV topic, since I am a uh, I am the TV guy. I mean, last Wednesday, I mean, we were kind of talking about a little bit last week, but then we hadn't watched the Loki season one finale yet, which was episode six. And so I knew I was already looking forward to this uh, episode of the newsreel just be, so that we can finally talk about the finale. I know we saw each other last Saturday, but we didn't really talk about it. And that was, I guess, intentional so that we can have our thoughts here recorded on this episode of the newsreel. And so my question uh, for this week is on a scale of one to 3000, just because, you know, we we're trying to stick with that theme on a scale of one to 3000. How surprised were you? that they revealed a major MCU villain, He Who Remains, a.k.a. Kang the Conqueror, on a Disney Plus TV show. You know what? I'm not that surprised. I would uh, maybe put in the 40% range, because he is a a huge villain, but I feel like, and it opens up a lot for the universe, but Loki, the concept of Loki is so crazy, and I feel like man, it is kind of crazy that they put it in a TV show. But I think that um, Marvel is basically, or Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios is basically banking on all this stuff really being connected for the first time. Really, sorry, Agents of Shield, which I really love, but yeah, sorry, so, you're not a you're not a part of canon no more. Yeah, and all the, I mean, I love that show. I love, like, the Netflix shows and all that stuff. But somebody make them canon. (laughs) Somebody, (laughs) please, especially Daredevil. Oh, I know. Um, Daredevil's the one, for sure. And so I'm not not too surprised. If I were to give it on the scale to 1 to 3,000, I can't do the math, but, like, 40%. Yeah, I can't do the math either. And uh, just a reminder, I sprung this uh, uh, this question without any warning. So that's why he wasn't able to do the math ahead of time. Uh, but I guess to reveal my answer, I'm actually on the other end of the spectrum. I'm actually pretty surprised. I'm, I give it a, about a 2,500 out of 3,000 only because the previous TV shows, I mean, we're talking about WandaVision and uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I feel like uh, the speculation that was kind of going on during its original run for both shows led to a lot of disappointment, especially for WandaVision. You know, everyone was talking about, oh, is Mephisto coming in or or are they are they is this how they introduce like the um, uh, the mutants into the world? You know, obviously with uh, uh, oh, uh, my God, Quicksilver. Yeah, Quicksilver. Yeah. Ralph Boner. <laughs> ah, I'm still pissed about that because I do love that Fox universe that they built and kind of still pissed about that. <laughs> I know. See, exactly. And so I felt like, I don't know. Uh, I feel like they kind of uh, 
they kind of messed with uh, expectations a little bit. They kind of tempered it a little bit. It's like, ah, oh, you know what? They're not gonna they're not gonna make these reveals, even though there was so many different little clues throughout Loki that was pointing towards them revealing Kang the Conqueror. And so I felt like if they were gonna do it, it was gonna be like on a I guess post credit scene, like similar to what they did with Thanos in in the first Avengers uh, movie. And so, um, and kind of mentioning even Falcon and Winter Soldier, even the power broker reveal was very underwhelming. So I was just like, ah, you know what? I, I'll temper my expectations. And if they surprise me, they surprise me. And I feel like they surprised me just a little bit. But I think the only reason why I didn't go higher was because of all the clues that they did drop, the breadcrumbs. Yeah, I hope that they're not... Because I'm afraid of people not being able to keep up with the TV shows and movies mm-hmm. that we're going to lose a lot of the Marvel audience, especially just general viewers of the movies. Then everyone's going to be so lost by like the next phase of movies. Because obviously with, I guess, spoiler alert for Black Widow's post credit scene, they it ties into uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and kind of setting up the Hawkeye show as well. That's supposed to come out later this year. Mm. There's a lot of going back and forth between movies and in TV, which we love. We're going to watch all of them. We know that already, but I'm kind of scared for general audiences. Are they going to be able to watch everything and then fully appreciate Mm. um, basically everything Marvel's putting out? Well, you know what? I feel like I could speak on their behalf right now just because i feel like that's actually how i was introduced to the mcu in the beginning especially in phase one uh i don't know if you remember but in those early rewatch episodes that we did in season one of the mcu i actually you know i watched iron man early on the first iron man but then i skipped all the way to the avengers and i was like so lost but i still was I still enjoyed the movie for what it was, but it forced me to kind of go back and rewatch the, uh, the previous movies that I missed. And then obviously that got me caught up. And then, you know, I was, I did obviously didn't want to miss out on, uh, on the next movies. So um, I know that's just one perspective. I I totally understand what you're saying and there's going to be a lot of casuals out there, but uh I think, uh, I mean, there's a train that's going on and they want to make money and uh, and they do want to tell their story and expand the MCU even more than they used to, uh, than they did in the first three phases. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see, you know, I feel like they're going to mix it up, you know, on some Disney Plus shows, they're not going to reveal as much. It'll be more like the first two shows. But there's going to be like a key show that will reveal like, what, Kang Conqueror again? Like a different variant? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I would definitely, uh, I'm excited for season two of Loki. Uh, who mm-hmm. knows when that's going to start shooting though. Yeah. Uh, but just the fact that they did announce it right away, kind of like, um, I don't want to spoil like the Mandalorian, I guess whatever, it's the Mandalorian's out for a while. Like right after season two, they showed like Book of uh, Boba Fett, like right away. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. We know already then. Yeah, that, that, the perfect analogy uh, or similarities in that. That's basically the only thing that they did for the post credit scene was, hey, Loki will return for season two. That was yeah. it. And I'm glad Owen Wilson's not dead. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, we get to see that whole dynamic uh, a little bit more. And then I'm curious about uh, 
where Ravona Ravona Renslayer's character kind of goes through, and if they're going to introduce that whole dynamic with him, uh, with her, and um, he who remains or Ooh. King the Conqueror. We'll see. Yeah, there's. I feel like season two is going to be really good. Also, uh, I think there's going to be high expectations for me for next season because I would want to say out of the three Marvel shows out uh, so far, that one uh, Loki was actually the most consistent. If I were to choose one to rewatch, I would probably do Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, but in terms of consistency, Loki has has it uh, has it for me. Actually, you know what? That was the surprise additional uh, topic that I was going to bring up. Not really topic, question. Um, how would you uh, rank them, uh, the first three shows? Ooh, geez. Uh, I guess it's just bias for me. Uh, obviously, this is all subjective. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, then WandaVision. Ooh, I still cool. all like them. It's so close for me and Loki. But I love the, you know, the Captain America gang pretty mm-hmm. much. And uh, so I would still give it to them because I probably because that's where I'm the most invested. But in terms of execution, I think Loki probably did it the best. Mm, okay, okay. But hey, it, but it's all about taste. So just to recap, it is Falcon and Winter Soldier for Jeremy, Loki, then WandaVision. And it's funny, it's completely shuffled. For me, I enjoyed Loki from start to finish more. Just like you said, I agree with the whole consistency thing. And I felt like it felt like more grand in terms of the phase four scope moving forward. I felt like it's it, obviously they introduced King the Conqueror. Um, so I, I enjoyed that show the most. Uh, I actually still enjoy WandaVision for what it was second, uh, because I feel like they took chances and it was completely different than uh, what had uh, proceeded beforehand with any of the, uh, the, the Marvel movies. And, and, and that's not to say that uh, I didn't enjoy Falcon and the winter soldier. I really did. And, and for the same reasons that you did with the action and everything. And I feel like, you know, there's more of a connection with, you know, Sam and, and Bucky and everything. We got to, we got a chance to see sam evolve and we got to see bucky evolve which was i feel like the main strong points of the show but i felt like the the overall plot was uh lacking for me a little bit with the uh flag smashers a little bit i felt like it took Mm. uh, away from my overall enjoyment of the show but i i did enjoy john walker and i'm pretty excited about where he's headed as u.s agent and with val and everything so yeah, that was probably one of my favorite storylines of that show. The whole John Walker plot line. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see the <laughs> the flag smashes being a being a weakness of that show. Yeah, I, I think I I was I had a little bit more of an expectation because I I thought there was going to be a little bit more layers to it, and, and at the end it just kind of let me down a little bit with the with like their motivations. But it seemed and, generic a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was that last little bit where there was a little inconsistency. I think with John Walker, I I just didn't like how they had his character like. I felt like they kissed and make that way too quickly uh, after that brutal like fight to start episode five, I want to say. And I felt like it was just too quick of a turnaround for them to kind of like be buddy, buddy, like by the end, by the middle of episode six, which was crazy to me. Yeah, and I did you, not like the power broker uh, reveal at all. So, yeah, there was definitely some odd choices. Uh, I could I could kind of understand the John Walker one because they're trying to set up 
the Thunderbolts and the future mm. movies and stuff. But I feel the Power Broker one, I don't think there's any excuse for that one. Uh, the Flag Smashers, though, I feel like that storyline was affected a lot. There, you know, the the conspiracy yeah, yeah. of yeah. Like, COVID and all COVID that stuff. COVID and everything. Yeah, they had to kind of rewrite everything. Or, yes, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that one was a little bit more elaborate, a little bit more complex, and then they had to write it, basically dumb it down. So, who knows? All right, so yeah, we'll be looking forward to all like the future Marvel stuff and definitely keep up to date with all the other movie news as well. Uh, but Ken, what are we actually talking about next week on Monday? Yeah, so this coming Monday, July 26th, Jeremy and I will be stuck in Saturday detention with five high school students in the 1980s classic, The Breakfast Club. So Jeremy still has not seen it yet, but this was one of the movies that he had been wanting to see for a while. Right, Jeremy? Yeah, dude. Every like I've been trying to see this movie for a while. Sometimes I saw it on Netflix. I'm like, oh, I'll watch it later. And then by the time I get to it, it's like, oh, it's not on Netflix anymore. <laughs> I guess I'll watch it later. Yeah, I know. And it just and thanks actually for setting me up. Unfortunately, it's not streaming anywhere right now, but you can do what both Jeremy and I did uh, will do. Uh we're actually going to be renting it. Um it's available on a, uh, various platforms like Amazon Prime Video, Apple, YouTube, and even Redbox. Uh and there's probably some other platforms that you can uh try to find The Breakfast Club. All right. So if if you want to talk about The Breakfast Club or talk about any movie or TV news, uh, hit us up on our social media at Weekly Reel across the board. That's going to be for Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. So feel free to message us there. And who knows if you if we missed any articles or anything, just send them our way. And uh, who knows, it might be on the next uh, News Reel episode. Okay, thank you everyone for listening to another edition of the Newsreel, and we'll see you next time on The Reel.